Amid all the Wander Franco news hijinks mess, I should say, uh, there was some actual baseball-related activity in action. There's a couple trades were made by the organization. Some players we'll have to say goodbye to and a couple players that we welcome to. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked on Rays, as well as all the other traditional podcasting platforms. You can also find us on X and Instagram at Locked on Rays and email us anytime. Love the mailbag questions, comments, concerns, and hot takes. Locked on Rays at gmail.com. Well, as we mentioned in the open there, the Rays say, Hello to a couple new faces and goodbye to a couple of others. Yes. Uh, Do you want to start with the hellos or with the goodbyes? I guess uh, whatever you want to do. You coming back from Spain uh, in a refreshed mood and state, uh, whichever direction you want to go. Let's say goodbye. Let's say goodbye to... Uh, Andrew Kittrich for being a damn staple in the stable. He has been in the Rays. He's been with the Rays since 1978. (laughs) Believe it or not. (laughs) Believe it or not. He is older than Doug Wechter's father. Um, Yes. So we may have a little hyperbole there, but yes, he is uh, 33 years old and he has been with the Rays since 2017. Not many Rays players, let alone Rays relievers, can say that they've been with this organization for six going on seven years. He was a teammate of Evan Longoria. <laughs> like, that's how long he's been with the organization. So um, that's, that's you know, good for, for Kit for being uh, – a guy that he was trusted in 2021 so much, an all-star. Um, you know, he had his ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, uh, definitely, uh, you did not see the 2021 season as a, like, oh, I can see that from Kit- from, from Kittrich. Like, that came that was out a of career year. That was one of the best relief seasons from any race player. I mean, oh, that was, yeah. you know, in the Pantheon. Yeah, no, for sure. So uh, good for him for getting an opportunity in a in a team that needs uh, a, a good bullpen or uh, strengthening their bullpen like the Cardinals do. So, And it's a great organization from what we hear uh, in the outside and also really good fans. Um, yeah. they, they support their team, so I'm sure that they're going to love to see Andrew Kittredge. Uh Question for you, Kev, is... Will he keep his beard or will he go Paul Giamatti once again? Well, there's no rule, I don't think, with the Cardinals that no. states that you must or must not have facial hair like the Yankees and some other organizations, or the Yankees might be the only one that I'm really 
aware of or privy to. So if I was him, I would keep with what's working. Whatever he was showcasing during the 2021 season, I would go with. Which, again, I mean, um, you know, and we'll get to the the acquisition or acquisitions that the Rays um, have got in these uh, multiple trades, though, uh, with Richie Palacios coming to the Rays uh, from the Cardinals for Kittredge. But I was kind of, I don't want to say surprised, but it's like, wow, um, the Cardinals were willing to give up that for a 33-year-old reliever who had Tommy John surgery in June of 2022. Um in a reliever, I mean, we know how volatile those guys are. So clearly they see um, something in Kittredge that they like. And I mean, when he returned in 2023, he he was solid. He was solid enough. He still has uh, the sinker and the slider. He still has the workability. And I'll tell you this about Kittredge. I think that um, the Cardinals are getting somebody that like just a, a real good dude, which I think is important to have. But um <laughs> we should know that uh, he'll, he'll do whatever's asked of him, whether yeah. it's being an opener, whether it's pitching single inning, whether it's pitching multiple, multiple innings, high leverage, low leverage, medium leverage, uh, big stage in the playoffs, he'll, he'll do whatever it takes. And and that's kind of the mindset you have to have when um, you're, you know, an undrafted guy while well, he was drafted before and then signed a professional contract as an undrafted free agent, like he is a, a great success story of, um, you know, he wasn't a, a high end prospect or anything like that. He really, really had to grind and grind and grind to become an all-star and to become a guy that put up really solid numbers over the course of seven seasons in in multiple roles and aspects for the organization. Yes. And nothing to take away from kit, but maybe this is my, my, race fandom bias here but not having kit in the bullpen doesn't make me shake right um for the 2024 season and maybe that's because i trust the race front office in something like building a bullpen year in and year out um so maybe that's it but i am with you i when i saw that that was the trade i was like oh damn really yeah. They they gave up Palacios for Kittredge. That's that's it. They don't they didn't, they didn't ask right. for more. They didn't want like a little bit of stake. There's not yeah. even a player to be named later. And again, this is the thing about Kittredge too. Like I think he's expected to make two and a half million dollars this season, and he's a free agent after this year. That's yeah. the other cherry on top in a bad way, I guess. I, I'm I mean I'm I'm loving it. That's not even talking about what Palacios can do for you. I'm just that's that's a that's a pretty sweet one. And on the other side, you say goodbye to Luke Rayleigh, who was yeah. an incredible addition uh, offensively and, and defensively too, um, to the, to the 2023 squad and, and came out of nowhere and good for him to, to add that pop and, and that speed, that uncanny surprising good speed from a guy with that much size. We yeah. hadn't, we hadn't seen that since Avi Garcia in 2019, um good good for him for getting an opportunity in in seattle um i i hope everything you know goes well but again with the with the return it fixes a lot of the the structural damage that the off-field 
things with Wander have occurred with the roster. And with this trade that you have to do it, um, it does make it a little bit more stable and it makes you not have to sweat so much. Oh, for sure. And uh, we will get to that. And I do have a couple comments on Luke Rayleigh and his exodus. But first, Ulysses, we have to tell the audience about something important. And that important thing is that you got to be prepared for anything that life throws at you. And it can be very difficult sometimes to be prepared for everything. But guess what? If you have the Jace case from Jace Medical, that's one less thing you'll have to worry about. Because the Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinus infections, skin infections, among many others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So today, visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. Uh, It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So again, go to Jace Medical, that's J-A-S-E, medical.com, and use offer code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get $20 off your order at jacemedical.com. Yeah, with Luke Rayleigh, um, you know, kind of a similar arc or story with Andrew Kittredge of he wasn't handed anything. He really had to work and grind to get his opportunity. And finally we saw the makings of what he could be in spring training. And we know spring training can be a crapshoot. A guy goes off and it's like, well, is he really going to translate it into the regular season? And Luke Rayleigh did that at least for the first half or pre all-star break um, where there was a lot to like about his game, just the positional versatility, playing right field, center field, left field, first base, being able to DH. And then you mentioned it, the the sneaky athleticism for his size, a la Avi Garcia, where he's not only hitting, you know, 450 foot bombs straight away center, but he's making over the shoulder catches up the line from his first base position, or he's making diving catches head first or leg first in front of him in center field or right field, Um, or, you know, stealing a bag with his, you know, clunky running style. So, and I think again, a a guy that was just um, probably a mood booster of like, he gives that effort. He gives that hustle. Uh, You know, he's had to work for everything to get to this point finally getting an opportunity and capitalizing on it. And I think we sort of had the ideation or realization that Luke Rayleigh probably wasn't going to be here for the long haul. After his strong start to 2023, at some point we were like, the Rays may look to sell high on this guy, especially with all the name brand prospects on the come up. And now we see it. After every or during every drought that he had, which he had a few, just like a normal baseball player does during the season, we were always thinking, is this it? Was that it? Is it is it over? Was that the end of the production? And he would pick it up again. I think this is the perfect way of not worrying about that and capitalizing on a very high valuation of of who he is right now in Luke Rayleigh. And, you know, he's a guy that if, if given the right amount of playing time seems to be a candidate for being a 2020 guy. Yeah. Like, which is, which is not easy to do. 
Uh, I know that the Rays have had a lot of 2020 guys uh, with makeup around that in in the last few years. That's it's that's not easy to do, and so right. good for Seattle for for getting that. Um, but I'm also happy with the return on both yeah. cases. Yeah, um, we needed a win. We needed some whew. some good headlines coming from this organization. Uh, yes. You know, with everything, the sideshow of the Wander Franco situation and correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree, say it. But I think that the Rays got more entertaining, more athletic and better with adding Jose Caballero and uh, Palacios and offing Luke Rayleigh and Andrew Kittredge. Because my theory with, look, I appreciate and love everything that Andrew Kittredge provided to the organization over the last six, seven plus seasons and everything that he had to go through injuries and otherwise. But my standpoint again is next man up plug and play, find the next Sean Armstrong, find the next Bob Stevenson. Who's that guy from within? I know there's some, some guys that are chomping at the bit for that opportunity to take Kittredge spot. I, yeah, I agreed a thousand percent. The the team is more my dynamic. It's more, um, important to fix the, um, the shortstop middle infield hole. Now that we know that the star short shortstop will be going to try, uh, basically presenting himself at trial every 30 days because he has to for the next six months. So you got to fix that little situation there. And Jose Caballero is able to do that. If you haven't seen him defensively, just take five minutes out of your day and just start to get in love right because this guy's glove work is amazing it's really incredible the the divings to his left to his right coming inside into a ball and and the strong arm action he has all the tools to be a really good shortstop here i mean honestly and i know a lot of people are going to say oh you just because you don't like walls I love Walls's glove. I've always said that. And I love yeah. his base running. But it's the bat. I will take a little bit less glove with a lot more bat from Caballero. And yeah. it seems like that's exactly what we're going to get. Like, I mean, it's, I know it's just a few games, but in 2023, in 104 games, he had a slash line of 221, 343. 320 for a 96 WRC plus. Now that's four points away from being average. And you might tell me, oh, what? So you're clapping for a guy who is four points below average and run in WRC plus and how he produces runs offensively. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. It's it's four points below average. Taylor Walls's best year has been a 75 WRC plus. So yeah. I will take a little bit less of the glove. And by the way, I don't know how much little less. I don't know. Because the plays I have seen, Kevin, from Caballero have been incredible. Uh, One of them was like this quick bouncer against the Houston Astros that I really like how Todd Callis, Mm -hmm. tremendous Rays legend, Todd Callis narrated that play-by-play 
you know, instance, I really, he was like, oh, Caballero with a great bounce. You know, he himself was like really jazzed up about it and he's rooting for the other team. Right. Um, so I, I think if you haven't seen Caballero uh, with the glove, go look it up and you're going to really like what you see. Yeah. Now the one note I'll have on Caballero or a couple notes, I guess, is he was mostly a second baseman mm-hmm. in Seattle. So that might be a little bit of an adjustment of, hey, dude, you're primarily or exclusively playing shortstop. But it's good to know that you have a versatile versatile dude that, hey, if you'd rather have Taylor Walls at short, then you can move Caballero to second or third. He's even played in left field, believe it or not. He's DH some games, so he can move around the diamond. But I'm glad you brought that up about um, what he can do defensively and some of the amazing plays. Yeah diving glove side, getting up quickly, making a strong, accurate throw, um, leaping catches. One thing that I really noticed about him, at least on the defensive side of things, was uh, the accurate throw, getting Mm -hmm. into the first baseman's chest or neck where they don't have to bend down or jump up to snag something. So I think that was key. And then the rest of his game, too, it's fun to watch. It's impressive. I think Rays fans are going to enjoy having him on the team because there's a lot of gamesmanship aspect to him, getting into the mind yeah. and head of the opposition, the opposing pitcher, catcher, whoever it may, whoever it may be, at the plate and on the bases. Like he's got some, he's got some Randy to his game on the bases as far as hesitation and forcing pickoffs and. Am I going to go? Am I going to retreat? Like it, it's going to make for a, a fun time. I think he's got a, a real, real high baseball IQ and instinctual aspect to his game. Um, look, I mean, we look and he's fast and athletic too, which is nice. I mean, you rolled off his offensive numbers and you know, they're not going to necessarily wow you, but I think he knows what he is. He knows what he can do. It's I'm, pull middle heavy. I hit line drives between, you know, over the head of the shortstop in between the, uh, the left fielder and the center fielder. And he can time up velocity. I think that's a key that he can hit 96, 97, 99, even at the top of the zone. Like he doesn't just, he gets, he's early on those pitches. So I think there's something to build with him. A hundred percent. There's something to build. And I like what you said about getting into the, into the mind game situation, because there, you, if there was a, an, a, an instance with uh, Garrett Cole. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys don't just Google or YouTube it, uh, Garrett Cole, Jose Caballero, and you're going to see the breakdown on it. Um, it's, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Like, and, and when you look at his, his on base, if you're a batting average guy, I mean, I don't think you should be an only batting average right. guy. It's not that it doesn't matter, but 221 might seem low. And then you look at the unbased percentage at 343, and you're like, whoa, that's uh, you don't really see uh, <laughs> that from a guy who's not like a, a big bopper, like yeah, a he had four home runs in 104 games and 231 at bats. Yeah, exactly. So, so that catches your attention. So, he really has a great 
he knows what he's doing there what or what at least what the pitcher's trying to do to him um i think it's going to be a terrific addition to to the lineup and and that yeah. mind game situation with the pitcher if you can get into garrett cole's head you're really good at it because yeah. garrett cole is one of the best pitchers in the game and so that tells you that he can You know, he, he can think clearly. He, he doesn't let things bother him. He he kind of, you know, he knows what he's doing on the mound. Yeah. So, like, when somebody's able to get to him, to that type of level of pitcher, you, he knows how to do something. And so this is a rookie we're rookie. talking about. Yes. I mean, a, I guess a 26-year-old rookie, but still a rookie that you're Jose Caballero, all four home runs that he had, gets under the skin of Garrett Cole. Exactly. Like, that's Draymond Green, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> type stuff and yeah. and as the scouting reports show at the plate um using the pitch clock to his advantage timing his entry into the batter's box in such yes. a way to make the opposing pitcher vulnerable to a violation or to cause the pitcher to come set before caballero has visually addressed the mount it's the old adage of um you hate him if he's on the other team but you love him if he's on your team i think you're going to get a lot of that with caballero and i know we mentioned the base running 26 stolen bases, 26 stolen bases in 104 games. Like that's so we great. Want, we want more athleticism. We want more energy and he's going to provide it in spades. I think. Yeah. And if, so if there's a guy that you're like, Hmm, who can do some damage on the bases? Who do I put some green Skittles to? Caballero yeah. would be one of them, Kevin, but I just don't know where I would put my green Skittles if I wanted to do that. Uh, well, there's one place called FanDuel. You could do that. Um, speaking of that, let's tell you this. Uh, the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with, like we said, FanDuel. They are America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 buckaroos and bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there are many different uh, ways to bet. Like say uh, live same game parlays, uh, an explore tab where you can find bets. Uh, they have what's called Parlay Hub where you can make a parlay. It's actually the best way to find popular parlays, and uh, there's so much more as you already know. So go ahead and visit FanDuel.com/lockedon, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to make your first bet a layup. Again, FanDuel.com/lockedon, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's where to do it. FanDuel, they are an official partner of the NFL. All right, so we've got uh, likely our uh, opening day shortstop in Caballero. Plus, it's just a great name. I mean, yeah. that is something that you can build Ooh. around. I mean, announcers are going to hate it because it's uh, quite, you just got to call him Cabby, I guess. That's what you got to go with. <laughs> Gentlemen. Um, but that's that? a good. How, how about that translation? Both of these guys have great translated names, you know? Ho you know, Jose gentlemen and then richie palaces that's pretty yeah cool. hey and as as i mentioned earlier in the program the rays got more exciting and more athletic i would venture to guess that um and not saying you know palacios is uh you know uh the most athletic player of all time but you combine what he can do with the other guys Manning the outfield, Josh Lowe, Randy Rosarena, Jose Siri, and now Johnny DeLuca. I would venture to guess or argue that that is maybe the most exciting, electric, athletic outfield in all of baseball. 
Yeah, you got a guy who has been a 2020 back-to-back-to-back seasons. You got a guy in Josh Lowe who can do it as well. You got a guy in Jose Siri who can give you 30 bombs and be electric on the base pass, who's stolen home, even if it was during spring training. And now you add Johnny DeLuca and Richie Palacios, who are very good, young, talented players who are dynamic in their own kind. Uh, It's I love this outfield. Again, another... um, just another way where where you can get more depth in the team and and feel more comfortable. I think before this trade, this team was good. I like this team better yeah. after both these trades. I think this is a better team right now with these additions. No, I, I'm with you. And I'm always, hey, I'm always on the side if uh, the Cardinals are giving up a bat. That bat usually turns into something special. So we might have another situation like that on our hands. I mean, they did it with Randy Rosarena. We know what he became. Marcel Azuna, Stephen Biscotti, Randall Grichuk, Tommy Pham, Harrison Bader, Adolis Garcia, Luke Voigt, Lane Thomas. I mean, it's just like one after another, after another, after another. It just seems like, I mean, I guess in the Cardinals' defenses, they always have a glut of outfielders. I guess they yeah. always have like 10 outfielders on their 26-man that, that they've got to find room for. So I do appreciate that. I mean, in a way, I guess it was a mechanism for the Rays to save money and add years of control with these trades. But it was also a baseball trade, need for need, in a sense. The whole worry, at least mine, and I think a lot of other Rays fans, was that this year to not just be it a retool i think for our halloween episode that was a scary thing for me it was like don't let's not make it a retool because of so many tjs and the wander situation like let's not just go back these are the trades since um the off season started with the tyler glass now and many more go where you're like these aren't retooling uh traits these are we still like our team and we can be better even if we are offloading some salary right like you know because you're getting pieces that can help right now these are not high a lottery tickets that are coming in and with palacios if we just kind of want to get into a little bit more of his numbers so that people um get to know him a little bit in 32 games in 2023 so not a lot of sample size he hit 258 with a 307 on base and a 516 slug that's a 120 wrc plus he has decent base running skills at a 0.4 bsr and my biggest thing that i saw here was his k rate was under 11 percent got to love that this makes this guy's going to make contact he's going to put it in play and i think this is something that you know klosky always um hammers on with 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 uh, evidence, this team needs more of that. This yeah. team can't just be so much swing and a miss, swing and a miss, swing and a miss. Even though the uh, analytical fine uh, fans are, are are drooling at at the at the prospect of that being the game, but um, no, you got to put the ball in play and you got to make some contact. You got to keep the line moving, and especially if you have a dynamic team like the Rays do, which right. they can run, uh, we they they can run the bases very well. So that's that doesn't help you when you strike when you strike out. You got to put the ball in play, be dynamic. And right. this is where Richie Pelasis can can help you with that. Yeah. And to some extent, Caballero, I know Caballero strikes out, you know, 23-24% of the time, but the walk rate, at least the on-base percentage is there. So, you get on, then you can run and, you know, find your way to third. Uh, 
in a relatively yeah. quickly mold. So that's the thing with Palacios that you got to like, again, with all these athletes on the field, single, that's all we need. And then yeah. uh, we can, we can make things happen. And here's the thing. Like, I know that people have said, and I guess it's true. He doesn't, how many people have the strength and power, the raw power that Luke Rayleigh does, but Hey, six home runs and 16 RBI and six doubles and 32 games for the Cardinals. Uh, and you know, your rookie essentially, that's that's pretty solid. That's yeah. that's something to build off of. And if you notice, if you watch some clips of him, um, it seems that he has an A swing and he has a B swing. Like you know that A swing, you know when that power swing is coming out, and then that protect swing with two strikes is coming out because he really finishes with two hands on on the power swing and, and some of the home runs that he uh leveled. But I think um you know, whereas Caballero is uh, a pool-centered guy, Palacio can kind of spray it all over the field and and can hit it oppo if needed. And then you have uh, the defensive aspect and some of the, the clips and highlights that I was able to see of him. I saw very quickly and very evidently that he'll rob a home run. He'll, he'll yeah. get a nice running catch down the line. He'll throw a guy out at home. So he's got he's got some moldable skills and tool set that um, I think really fits in with this team. Well, and as a little added bonus, he has minor league options remaining. So I think these were really shrewd, smart moves for the Rays. I would say win-win on both accounts that it, it just makes the team better overall, because I don't know if I had totally high expectations for Andrew Kittredge based on his age and injury history and the volatility of relievers, although he's been, you know, pretty consistent in a raised uniform. And then Luke Rayleigh, um, you sell high. It was just a case of, yeah, I think, you know, he fell apart in the second half. And at some point it's like, uh, is this a little bit too good to be true? Is he being exposed here? And yeah, you know, he's, you know, Palacios is younger. He can maybe, I, I just think that there's, you know it, what I think? It's a more dynamic feel to this team. This is kind of like, um, let's renew quickly. Like the DeLuca, Palacios, Caballero. Seems like there's a lot here that we can just tap. Yeah. And it could develop into, I'm not going to say an Isak Paredes 30 home run season. Right. But could it? <laughs> you know that that's what they they would want the ceiling to be i think all of these three new young guys they, they feel like they can tap into something and if they tap it correctly the these could be monster type yeah. trades yeah it was kind of similar with um with paredes like he had you know a handful of games a couple cups of coffee with the tigers and wasn't really doing much the race saw something with him but caballero and palacios like we've seen what they can do in DeLuca too. Like there's, yeah. and, and I mean, we can even go as far as Pepio. Like they're kind of entering a new era with all, we're going to have a lot of new faces, a lot game. of new faces, for better yeah. or worse. And uh, for circumstances probably didn't really expect or want to have to expect, but that's just uh, the nature of the biz. That's what it is. No, um, you know, and now pull percentage for, for these guys are what? 36.2%. For Palacios, and then what for Caballeros is forty eight point five percent. So I mean the 
45.2, sorry, for Palacios, and then 48.5 for Caballero. So mm. the Isak Paredes comp is not, not that far away. These guys yeah. love love to do that. Uh, so, hey. Well, I got to you- tell you, with Caballero, every, every swing, what home run, single, double, triple, it was all pull. Pull Look at that. And, yeah. like, there were times in – in, in addition to hitting high heat, he could also sit back on a breaking ball and pull that as well. So you, he knew what his game was, and he, yeah, he he played it to the best of his ability. I love so. it. I love it. So I think these are shrewd traits indeed, and and let's hope that now the performances follow the shrewdness. Yes, uh, for sure. All right, uh, hit it up in the comments what you think about these moves and uh, your excitement level for both Palacios and Caballero. Um, yeah, it's just funny. One last note on this. Um, you know, I wonder if Andrew Kittredge was kind of wondering if uh, instead of St. Louis, could I go back to my home state of Washington and Seattle because he has so much time. And I mean, look, this will not be the last of Mariners Rays, or I should say DePoto and Rays trades because Jerry DePoto loves trading with the Rays and vice versa. Well, he loves trading with anybody. I think yeah. on average, he makes like, 12 to 15 trades a year. It's incredible what he yeah. pulls off every off season. Yeah. But it makes it fun. That's what it's yeah. about at the end of the day. We, Why not? You got to make things happen. You got to, you got to kind of move and groove a little bit. So, yeah. All right. I uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will talk to you later on this week.